You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to a bonus episode of Disability After Dark. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited to share this one with you. I literally just recorded this episode half an hour ago, and I was so inspired by what I heard, I could not wait for it to get into your ear holes so you could listen to, the, to it too. Um, wow, I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm so buzzed that I cannot wait to share this with you. So let me tell you all about it. Over the last little while, as the shows evolved from one that only talked about sexuality to sharing all of our disability stories, I have loved the opportunity to grow and change the the things and the types of people that I talk to on this show. And some of the people that I've talked to are young, disabled people with disabilities. You've heard me talk to people like Autumn on the show, and you've heard me talk to people like Hannah from from the UK on the show, and I have a whole bunch of other episodes coming up with young disabled people and young chronically ill people coming up that I'm excited to share with you. But today, we're going to do something with young people that's a little bit different. And I am excited to share with you that today we're going to sit down and talk with the non-disabled siblings of one of our past guests and one of and one of their friends. And so we're gonna talk to two non-disabled teenagers who have siblings with disabilities. And I thought this was so important because we never get to hear from the siblings of disabled people and how that affects their experience, how disability plays a role in their experience. And we heard a little bit when we did our episode way back with Nikki Paris about his experience having a brother with disabilities. But today we talked to two teenagers, 14-year-old Lily and 14-year-old Aaron. Aaron is the brother of one of our past guests, Autumn, and Lily has a brother named Oren who has Friedrich's ataxia, while Aaron's sister Autumn has spinal muscular atrophy. So we talked to them about what their experiences are being teenagers with with having siblings with disabilities and what their experience how does their sibling have a disability change their relationship and what they told me was both of them said that their disabled siblings are their best friends which I thought was really important and cool and they kind of just share quite frankly with you the experience of being a young person and having a sibling with disability one of the moments in this whole talk that knocked me to my core was when both of the 14-year-old guests, Lily and Aaron, both said to me they hate when people do things that are ableist. I fell down. I could not believe that two 14-year-olds knew what ableism was, had language for it, understood it. It made me so excited for them. So excited because they are the future of they're the next generation of individuals. They're the people who will, who will say, my, my brother or my sister has a disability. 
here's how we have to treat disabled people. They will help guide non-disabled people in understanding disability better. And to hear these two young humans tell me what is ableist and what is ableism, I was literally beside myself with joy because they wanted to explain to me what it was. They wanted to explain to me experiences where people had been rude to them and rude to their sibling and were ableist to them and their sibling. They also share with me some of the funny moments they have as siblings and how both having having siblings with disabilities doesn't change the fact that they're both their family and they can they can make jokes and they can be annoying and they can be you know kids and I felt that that was really cool and important for people to hear and something we don't hear enough about um so I just loved I love this episode so much the minute I was done I was like I have to I have to put this out immediately because it's so powerful and so important for people to hear the relationship between siblings without disabilities and siblings with disabilities and it was just powerful so today you're going to hear my conversation with Lily and Aaron both who are 14 and both who have siblings with disabilities so I am so excited for you to hear this conversation for you to hear out of the mouths of the youth what the next generation of people feel about disability and what they're learning about disability. And again, hearing two 14-year-olds talk about ableism blew my mind, and I hope that it makes you think about disability differently. How many of you listening are parents of people with disabilities, you're disabled yourselves, some of you are non-disabled, but think about how long it took you to understand what ableism was, and these kids have it down, and they were using the language without me prompting them. They knew what it was. I didn't know what it was until a couple years ago myself. So I think this is incredible. And I want you to hear the conversation that I have with Lily and Aaron right now on a very special bonus episode of Disability After Dark. Aaron and Lily, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. How are you both? Uh, good. I'm good. Nice, nice. So, this is like the fifth young teenage person that I've had on the show talking about like teenage stuff and disability. So that's cool. But what's really cool about today is that you both have siblings with disabilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So... Why don't I let both of you introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you're... Just, yeah, tell us a bit about who you are, and then we'll go into more. Uh, Lily, why don't we start with you? Um, I'm Lily. <laughs> um, I really like to, like, paint and stuff. And I dance also. And my brother has a disability called Friedrich's ataxia, which is kind of rare. And we figured out just like 18 months ago or so. And um, it's real, even though it's kind of unfortunate he has it, it's really cool to learn about 
the disability and learn about like this whole community I didn't even know existed. And yeah, it's super yeah. fun. Me and, me and my brother have a really close relationship. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And do you think you have the close relationship because of his diagnosis and because of his disability? Obviously you have a close relationship because of your brother and sister, but like, yeah. do you think that's, that's helped make it closer? Um, I think we've always been pretty close, but I think when his, when he had his first seizure and like his epilepsy kind of started, which I was like nine, he was 14. I think it kind of like, it made our relationship closer and it made us realize like how cool it is to be brother and sister and how cool it is to like live with your best friend. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's great. My sister and I are really close too. And so I know my, my, my brothers too. My brothers are not disabled either. And they're also really close. So, um, and Lily, how old are you? Um, I turned 14 in a few days. Wow. So, and I just, and I was saying to Aaron before we hit record, I know his birthday was yesterday. So that's cool. It yeah. makes me feel really old to the both of you. Cause I am, <laughs> I am much older than both of you so I feel I feel like an old man but I'm so excited to have you both here he teases me because he's a week older than me (laughs) well I mean he should tease you good that's what brother that's what that's what that's what people do um and Aaron so the same same question tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do all right, so I'm Aaron, uh, turned 14 yesterday. My sister has the disease biomuscular atrophy, and she can't walk, and parts of her body are weak. Um, what I like to do in my free time is I read a lot, and I play things like Transformers, Legos, Pokemon. Uh, um, Transformers is awesome. So yes. is Legos. And I was never, when I was at your age, I was Pokemon wasn't a thing yet when I was 14, so... Like, but I know it's cool now. Yeah, so uh, I'm not really an athletic person, so I usually sit around the house reading stuff, um, surrounded by Legos, Transformers, all the things that are my interests. Uh, With my sister, I hang out, and at my dad's house, we play Minecraft, and we play games together a lot, and doing so we form bonds closer to each other. That's awesome. And your sister, just for the audience, your sister is Autumn, right? And she was on the show, I want to say a few months ago now. Um, um, so she reached out to me and said, oh my goodness, my brother, my brother wants to come on the show and talk about our relationship and talk about what it's like to have a teenage sister with disabilities. And I was like, that's cool. So here we are doing it. Yay. Um, yeah. Awesome. So I'm so excited to have you both here today. It's really, really cool. And again, it makes me feel super old. But um, can you tell me both a little bit about what, how does your siblings' disabilities impact your day-to-day life? And so Aaron, we'll start with you. All right. So the way her disability affects my day-to-day life, usually um, 
since we have to stay close to home because of all the machines and stuff that um for sleeping and um everything she does for her day-to-day life usually I stay home and since I'm an introvert it does not really affect me but usually with vacate we never go on like vacations or we never do we never travel far anywhere because we have to stay close to home in case anything bad happens but when I stay home I do enjoy doing things and playing with her and it doesn't nothing affects her personality because she's always nice and outgoing but uh we do play games a lot that's well that's cool and I I know she's outgoing from having talked with her and if anybody's listening if you want to listen to my interview with autumn you can go back and listen to that one but i remember how outgoing she was and how like how how happy she was and so it's good to know that like she's upbeat and happy and it's nice to know that like you're okay to hang out with her and stay home much but like i can remember that um you know not being i can no i let me try again i can imagine that not being able to travel you know is kind of hard sometimes and also when we are at home, her disability doesn't affect how close we are as a brother and sister, how we, you know, sometimes we'll be like friend, almost like super close friends. Other times we get mad at each other and it's nothing, it's not much different than normal siblings because, you know, it's not, it doesn't affect her to a point where she's not able to do anything. I mean, and so what you're what you're saying is, what you're saying is, you bug your sister like a normal brother does. Yes, I Good do for you. That's as you should. And I have a non-disabled sister, and I bugged her just as much as she bugged me when we were growing up. And I have two non-disabled brothers too. And we used to, we used to be really, you know, we would pick on each other. But we're, you're supposed to, whether you're, whether you're disabled or not you're supposed to pick on your siblings that's your job um yes so i do agree with that what kind of stuff do you what kind of stuff do you like do to each other just to get under under her skin well usually what she does is uh if i'm laying down on the floor she'll like pretend to run me over but and then what i'll <laughs> yeah. do is i'll usually like go into her room while she's doing things and like wonk her on the head <laughs> good good I, good this is this is appropriate sibling stuff totally yeah um, or when she's talking with friends i'll uh, go in and interrupt her <laughs> perfect like, this is like this is exactly the kind of stuff i want to hear uh and lily do you and your brother have any moments where you guys bug each other oh yeah it can be with anything it can be like with video games, even with this podcast, he was like, you're very forgetful, so do not forget this. I will remind you every minute. <laughs> oh, no, you can both forget. I forget all the time. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and so, Lily, kind of the same for you. How does your brother's disability impact your daily life? Um, so my brother hasn't been disabled his whole life. Um, I think he got into a wheelchair when I was like 10 because his disability is where like it progressively worsens. So yeah, but um, 
I guess it's weird because like when me and my mom go somewhere, I'll be like sitting by the car for a minute thinking I'm waiting for my brother to like transfer. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's not here. <laughs> so like my life kind of is like all him. He's my best friend. I'm with him all day. And then also like he knows that my friends were all close, like um, Aaron, Autumn, my brother Orn and I were all like a friend group. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, that's kind of awesome because you both have people to lean on. You and Aaron can can lean on each other when you're like, oh, my disabled sibling is the worst. And I wish they would stop being so annoying. And I just want to talk about that all the time. And they can lean on each other when they're like, oh, my non-disabled sibling is the worst. And I wish they would stop being so... So that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that you guys have formed a little friend group. And I think, you know, when I was 14, 15, I would have loved to have a friend group like that where we could talk about stuff and it wouldn't be weird. Um, oh, and Lily, also something I want yeah. to throw in. So though another thing that affects us, normally with people like what Lily said about like transferring, when uh, getting my sister into the van, we have to uh, tie these, uh, well, not like we have to uh, secure these um, the bu- the like belts, buckles. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot what they're called, but the there's that. Strain things? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we have to do that. And normally it's not like it's something that takes 10 minutes. I, I mean, it's like going doesn't take that long, but that's something you know, going into another car and it's not, not having to do that. It's weird when I get into a car and I don't have to, uh, you know, secure her in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Lily, go ahead. Sorry. Also, um, another thing it's like, since my brother is disabled, people will guess that I am disabled just because my relative is. And it's like so ableist and so annoying. I really hate it. Hold on. How old are you? Did you just say, <laughs> are you 14 years old? And you, did you just say ableist? That's awesome because, because most people yeah. at 14 don't know what that word means or don't even know that was a word. So that's really cool. Um, it's yeah. our job to educate them. I mean, it is. It is. Well, not, well, I wouldn't say it's your job because you're 14 your job is to be 14 be cool but also like you know it's cool that you want to do that and it's cool that you both understand the importance of of teaching other people what it's like to have a disabled sibling because a lot of people don't know um Erin Lily was saying that you know she's treated like she's also considered to be disabled Do, do people when they see you and Autumn together do people do say stuff to you uh no usually because i don't have many friends outside really and many friends outside of school because i usually do things myself but no one at school ever really does talk about autumn and no one says anything when i'm around her and no one has ever guessed well sometimes people would i was like outside even when i'm not around autumn some people think that sometimes because I do get hyper a lot and really energetic because I do have ADHD. 
but that is more less of a disability more of just like a disorder but every yeah. time if someone does have something to say about autumn outside of school or like when she's not around it's that she's you know a nice person the happiest person they've met so nothing no one ever does say anything bad about her well that's good or me people can be the worst well it's good that they don't though it's good that everybody stays kind and nice and isn't because sometimes teenagers can be the worst i remember i was one (laughs) um so uh but that's great um i want to ask you both and we'll start with you aaron how has your how has having someone like autumn in your life with a disability how has it changed your point of view on life and how is it you kind of talked earlier about how your relationship with her but how has her disability influenced your relationship with her um normally it's there's certain things we can and can't do but since i um we're more of the uh people who do type of indoor stuff like maybe play video games or puzzles or games we never do go outside so it doesn't limit that but so sometimes say if i'm playing minecraft she's not able to move as fast so like i might have to go easier on her but then she's but she's also still really good at stuff like that so i can i know when to help her and i know oh, if she asks for help or something, I just, you know, go and you get, I get it for her and I help her. And it's it's not like other people viewing and being like, oh, that's so weird. I, I feel it's part of my normal life. And it's also cool that to have like a sister who actually does things with me. And it's not like we tr- she I look at her as some weird non-human being because she's my sister and we... We, we do stuff like normal brother and sister would. That's great. Um, do you think that her, that having her be disabled has changed your view on disabled people overall? Well, I mean, I, it's like, I never stare and I don't stare at people. You know, if you see someone in a wheelchair, it's like, instead of wondering, I know I never, I never wonder because I know every person is a human being it, no matter what their disorder or what what they think like they're a human being but with my with my sister and how she works even because it's not like she has met she has like a necessary mental disorder but again to like other people who do i'm like okay i do understand that that's something that's not they didn't choose that and if someone else has like a disorder, you treat them accordingly, but you don't treat them like a baby or like they're worse than you. Like, um, I'm gonna piggyback. Like, it annoys me when my brother's teacher is baby him. Like, he does not need to be babied. He is 19 years old. He doesn't need that. Also, like, um, when I see someone staring at my brother in public, especially adults, I get so aggravated. I will get so mad. I don't say anything. I just like silently stare. And I'm like, why? They're human. Why would you look at someone like that? Yeah, yes. people people with a disability, they 
they don't need to be babied if someone is old enough that i mean they might there's something someone who might be like 14 who has like autism and they can't get certain things by themselves but it's not like you need to carry them every step of the way because you need to let them do what they actually can do and help them where they need the help yeah exactly and i think you know to what just to piggyback off what lily was saying and then to go what Aaron was saying lily to have to have you know to for you to be so for you to be 14 and to already understand that like people shouldn't baby your brother and shouldn't treat him like he's a baby because he's 19 like is that hard for you to to watch happening um yeah to see like people be like that to my brother because I know my brother is like the coolest most laid-back person ever so or like when I see him getting aggravated, when someone is talking baby talk to him, he usually doesn't get aggravated. So that means it really, like, it really pisses him off. It's, he hates it. Yeah, it's hard. And we've all, we've, I think, you know, I think there was a point where my brother, a couple years ago, I went to go hang out with my brother at some event he was doing, and I got a special bus to bring me home. And the bus was like an hour late. And then my, my brother saw that the bus was an hour late and went out to like confront the bus driver because he was like, dude, my the bus that you're, you're supposed to like take care of my brother, how can you be an hour late? Like what's going on? And he got so upset because he could see how frustrated I was. So it's good to know that both of you like understand from like a sibling perspective how, how important um, and how frustrating kind of ableism can be and to watch that from the sidelines as their sibling I'm sure for you is also frustrating both of you yeah it is <laughs> um uh and so Lily what parts of of your brother's relationship like the same thing I asked Aaron has your has being Ha, ha, let me I can't speak today let's try again has having a brother with disabilities influenced the way you look at um disabled people no because I've always been like I always like preach equality and I always like I never looked at someone in a wheelchair weirdly but I have even more respect to those people now that my brother is in a wheelchair and I know the difficulties of it and all those things. This is a question I didn't write down, but I'm curious with both of you. Um, is there any part of either of you that wishes your sibling wasn't disabled? Um, Ooh, I guess sometimes because there's certain things that we're not like, I, she can't come up here to, so I can't, like, she can't come up here to my room and see all the cool things I've done. And the only thing, like, my mom could do is, like, take a picture or, like, in some things I can't bring down to show her. So sometimes yeah. I wish that if she could do that, that, we'd be able to do more things together. Or if we were playing Minecraft, and she would be able to move her hands faster and, you know, learn the controls a lot quicker. And Lily? Um, 
I am. I mean, yeah. I kind of wish my brother didn't have the disability, even though I'm learning so many things about it. And it's nice to know all the communities and all the what this disability means and what that one means. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't like that because I just like I wish my brother could drive and we could go to like all these places by ourselves. And we're best friends, so we would like to do more things, just me and him. But we can't really, because obviously I can't drive, and he can't either because of his disability. One day, though, one day they'll have, they'll have cars, and one day in like two years you'll be able to drive. <laughs> so one day you can be his, like his, like. You can you can both get that freedom to do that stuff together. Both of you will be sixteen in two years. Yeah, you can both like Aaron can take Autumn on a big trip and Lily. Sorry, what was your brother's name again, Lily? My brother's name is Oren. Oh, that's right. So yeah, and then Lily can take Oren on a an adventure. You guys can do like road trips together, which would be so fun. And if you do that, yeah. I'm coming because it would be... <laughs> that sounds really great. The funny um, thing is that I can actually, um, there's this one restaurant called Taco, um, at Del Taco, that I actually could work at. So Autumn was joking, and she was like, hey, once you uh, get enough money, you can get yourself a car, and then you can drive me places. I mean, she's not wrong, and she wasn't joking. She was being very serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's like, that would be cool if I could be, like, driving my sister places, and we could do stuff like that together. I mean, there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago called um, The Fundamentals of Caring, where they went on like this big road trip together. And I just think it would be fun for like young teens with disabilities and, and without disabilities to like go on a road trip together. And because they're all friends, that would be, be like super fun, I think. Yeah. And um, I think me and Aaron's like experience is different because my brother wasn't like in a wheelchair to begin with. Um, yeah. He started to like lose his walking at like age 15. So I'm used to him like running around and doing all these things with me. But those things are kind of taken away with it, which is another reason why I don't really like his disability. Oh, of course. And I'm sure like what, uh, and I know like similarly to with, with what Autumn has, like, I'm sure both of you have had to watch their level of ability change a little bit. And I can only imagine how hard that is for you to watch. Like one day they can pick up a cup and the next day they can't. And the next day, like one day they're running around and the next couple of days or months they're in a wheelchair. Like I'm sure I can imagine that for you, for, for you to watch them change that way is hard, right? Yeah. Yeah definitely like like for me with my disabilities while I've been in a wheelchair my whole life like my family and my brothers and my sister know that I'm a wheelchair user all the time but they've seen me they've seen some of my disability change and like they've seen how hard it is for me to go through that and it's, it can be tough um but you, the both of you seem like you have such such a great sense of humor and you seem really like you both seem really um really funny about 
the the way you navigate the relationship with your siblings. So can you tell me kind of the sense of humor, more about the sense of humor you have with both of them? Um, Ooh, wait. Uh, so the way my sense of humor has changed, we're able to uh, laugh at certain things. And, you know, normal people might think as, uh, I guess you'd say maybe anti-politically correct, I guess. Um, okay, well, because... Yeah, um, so the, so my sister is doing this online thing for MDA camp, which is um, Muscular Dystrophy Association. And yeah, yeah. There, she was looking at this website and for some reason it said, it said what is a, it said, what's, what is a disability? But instead of saying disability, it said diffability. <laughs> so it said, what is a diffability on like some official website? So yeah, when yeah. they when they try to use that cool language because they're trying to use like cool language to be like accepting and just like oh no why can't you just say disability why can't you just say disability it's okay yeah so the uh, last so ever since then I've been like asking God I'm like hey are you disabled <laughs> what's your disability <laughs> like and um also humor is like certain inside jokes because some other people. You know, it's not would be cool if like a random stranger were to go up to her and make a joke about a wheelchair. And we never do joke about that. We don't really joke about like necessarily wheelchairs or like anything that would be rude or offensive. But sometimes funny jokes like, you know, ma- making fun of the people who don't who misunderstood her wheelchair or like were ignorant and didn't know about it. Yeah. And then sometimes that's fun. Um um and because and because you guys understand like and also like i like how you go in a room and you bop her in the head or you or she'll like you know threaten to run you over and like when when i was growing up with my brothers we used to, <laughs> i used to threaten to run them over all the time i'd be like move from me now or i'll run you over <laughs> and i'd always get in trouble and my mom would always say andrew you're using your chair as a weapon and you're not allowed to and i'd be like oh please why can't i <laughs> like because so, when my sister got her power wheelchair, she was every with every wheelchair she's run over my foot. And since since hers is a power wheelchair, it's a lot heavier. And so it's like sometimes she'd run, she'd accidentally run over my foot, and I'm like, Autumn, and she like just stop with like the wheel on my foot, and then she'd like back it over and it like hurt my foot. Like hell. oh no, <laughs> I did the same thing because I get scared when if I run over their foot and I'd feel their their toe and I'd be like, oh no, I'm sorry. And then I would stop because I was scared. And they'd be like, you've stopped right on my foot. You have to get off my foot because it hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, there was yeah. this there's this one guy who uh my family would talk with a lot and he uh said he could get an air horn for her wheelchair because like for people who wouldn't move out of her way. So he could like she could like blow the air horn at people who wouldn't be out get out of her way. I mean blowing an air horn. Blowing an air horn is really cool. Yeah, um, and loud. I mean, I love the horn. Uh, and Lily, so any kind of like funny moments with your brother Oren that you want to share? Um, so my brother also has autism, so he like holds on to certain things he says. So he has all these like inside jokes and catchphrases. Like, my mom just turned 42 and he reminds her several times a day and when he does something or when he's doing something that's hard for him he'll go oh 42 and like he has the weirdest ones there's one like 
I'm a tall bunny and like all those things. And um, there's also, he really likes fart jokes. And even though they're immature, they're like, they make my whole day. Who doesn't sense. love fart jokes? I love fart jokes. They're great. Everyone yeah. knows. Except people who aren't or who are actually mature. I mean, then I guess we're not very mature because I'm 37 and I still like good fart jokes. I, guess, I think it's the other way around. Like, people are too immature to take a joke. Like, who don't like a good fart joke? You know? I mean, it's a fart joke. They're, they're hilarious. Like... <laughs> Fart jokes are great. What's his favorite fart? What's his favorite fart joke? Um, I guess you all just like scream. I farted. <laughs> Me too. I do that a lot. I mean, so do, I live alone, and so do I. <laughs> I mean, but my sister and I make fun of our dad for farting all the time. And he'll mm-hmm. we'll be like in a grocery store, and he'll like wheel over to the strawberries and be like. I farted on the strawberries. <laughs> that sounds my mom actually just got me a game called Kids Against Maturity, and it's like a kid version of Cards Against Humanity. So yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that with them later. Well, <laughs> well, if you <laughs> tell me how that goes, because it sounds awesome, um, and I kind of want to play that version. Um, but one of the things I know you both wanted to talk about was both of your both of your siblings, Aaron and Oren, sorry, both of your siblings, Autumn and Oren, had um had surgery. And I, I wanted to hear from both of you what it was like waiting for your siblings to get out of having surgery. And what that experience of them going into surgery was like for you as their sibling. All right. Um, so when I was younger um sometimes it would be just like a day trip for something that's little and but then other also times she it would be like a week's long surgery like when she got rods from her back and I would stay at home with my grandma but the most recent one which was like just like two weeks ago um I stayed with my dad for the week and what it was like with my dad every day my dad's like looking at texts from my mom and we were wondering oh how was it because like the surgery itself only took like a few hours but she was uh, suffering from the after effects for days so it's like wondering oh is she okay is she gonna like I know she's going to be fine but it's like thinking how hard she has to suffer while I'm just like sitting like waiting with my dad at um his house wondering because my like my mom saying oh I like not neither of Scott that much sleep because my mom would have to sit in like a chair in the wait the room with her while my and like or she she threw up and was having like a bunch of problems and so while I'm at home and I hate having to worry about that and uh and then other waiting rooms when we like be waiting it like in a chair outside of the room it'd be sometimes because I would bring books to read but when I would be done with books I would be sitting like listening and like wondering what's going on and I yeah Yeah. and and I've never had any doubts that she would be like I always knew that she would be fine and I was never afraid of anything like really bad happening but like waiting with my dad it's like wondering how bad is it and 
I hope and like I hope it wouldn't affect her too bad. And I'm like, she she's not gonna have to be staying here for such too long. And luckily it was she was only in there for like a week. But like every day it's like, oh, they're not back yet because Autumn's like still having problems. And it's like every day it's like it's like a tension wondering when she's gonna be fine, when she'll be able to get out and when I'll be able to see her again. And that must be hard, eh? Yeah, it is. I remember when I when I had surgery, uh, probably about two years ago. Like I had a big surgery, and my brother came, and my brother's fiance came, and they came, and I remember like it's hard because they want to help you, but they're also like, I don't, there's not much I can do. I just gonna be here. Yeah, like the fact I can't be there with her, able to, uh, you know say hi or something just because like i'm a kid and i'm not able to show up to that and then like we were my dad was wondering like oh autumn asked if i could come up to visit her while she was there but even if he, we we never we didn't like visit her up in the hospital because we couldn't like also he's like even if we could go you wouldn't be able to go into the room just because you're a minor and when she got back it, she and home and she's like lying in bed like we brought her uh, some stuffed Care Bears because she likes those. I mean, Care and Bears it, are the best. I love Care Bears. Yeah. And uh, it was I was glad to see like she was okay. Like she's just really, really tired or and glad to see that she's finally home and finally okay. That's awesome. And I'm glad that like both of you have such a big relationship with your siblings that like that you want them to be okay obviously you want them to be okay but like to know that like they're there for you that you're there for them is really important and Lily what about you and and your brother in surgery um my brother's most intense surgery was a brain surgery for epilepsy and yeah it he was the first kid to ever have it in Michigan so it kind of scared me to like they're not sure if it's gonna be perfect because he's the first kid and yeah so after that he had it wasn't really working like it should he was having several seizures at night and he should have been having none because they took the spot out so that meant he had to stay for like a month straight and that's hard because I couldn't see him most of the time and I wrote an essay on it and there was a part where I said like it felt like I was drowning and when I went back up for air another wave would splash me down that's how I described it (laughs) wow that's first of all that's really good are you writing a book (laughs) because that's a really good essay Um, (laughs) and Thank you for sharing that. And then so like both of you, it seems like, you know, having to wait for your sibling to come out of surgery, being that you're so close, it was really hard to wait. And it was scary because you don't know if you're going to have your friend back. Like, that's hard. Yeah. And he wasn't like the same for like a month. He didn't make the jokes and stuff. He was just tired all day. It was one of the worst things I've experienced. I can imagine. Um. I can totally imagine how hard that would be for for you. But I think it's important too, because, you know, 
usually on this show and on other shows that they talk about disability, we hear from the disabled person and we don't often get to hear from the sibling or their family. So I thank you both so much for being so candid about the experience. I also wanted to ask you another question that I didn't write down, but I had when I was listening to you guys talk, my brothers, when we were growing up, they had to learn how to help me like use the bathroom and they had to learn how to do parts of my care. Have either of you had to help your siblings do care things like the bathroom or like getting dressed or any of that kind of stuff? Um, not, not really. No, um, the most I've ever had to do would be, you know, to help her eat. Um, no, never anything that was personal because my yeah. mom would always be able to uh, take care of it. Yeah. But like it would take, takes like an hour or so to get, just to get her ready for bed or to get her up in the morning. But I, cause I've never really, but I have never really had to uh, do stuff. Although sometimes she might be asked, ask me to like help her open a marker or to re- grab something for her that she can't reach. Do you think that for either of you, as you get, and Lily, I'll come back to you in just a second. Um, Aaron, do you think as you get older, you might like want to help her do stuff more? Or would you rather the care people do that? Well, I mean, I'd gladly do it. Like if, you know, my parents get too old that they aren't able to, or there's not anyone around, I would gladly be able to uh, help her, you know, drive her, you know, do like get food for her i could because you know it's not like i'm gonna leave her just to do something that she's not able to do and i would want her to have be able to uh enjoy life and not have to worry about oh is someone like oh is someone going to be there for me i would always make sure that if someone isn't there for her i would be that's great that's awesome um and lily what is have you ever had to do any kind of care stuff for Oren or any kind of things to help him out or or would you want to do that if you haven't? Um, I help him with like all things he needs, but my parents mostly do all the like bathroom shower, all of that. But yeah. I help my brother transfer. I help him get stuff, and I'm like. I don't help him with that stuff because he wants privacy, which I respect 100%. Obviously, but of course. Yeah. But um, if I had to do it, I would. Sometimes I ask him for help if I hear like a thump or I think he fell or something and he's like, no, I'll do it by myself. Like sometimes he's so stubborn. <laughs> don't worry. As he gets older, he'll realize how much he... he... You realize how much he wants the help was good. Um, um, now, because both of both your siblings have such rare disabilities, Lily was saying before we hit record that you want to talk about kind of how how to talk about rare disabilities and how to like what what is something you wish that. Okay, two questions, kind of the same question, but they're different. The first question is, what is one thing that you wish non-disabled people knew about your disabled sibling and their disability? Um, I wish people knew how much they take things for granted. Granted, like even going to the park, I'll see like kids sitting on their phone doing literally nothing while me and Norn are enjoying every single second. 
so you like something I my family likes to say to me and I understand it now is you have to enjoy every single second of your life while you still have it because <laughs> like you might not one day so yeah I do agree with Lily but also another thing that two things that people say that really bothers me is I wish I had a wheelchair like that too and oh it must be so good that you don't have to get up and do things because those are two very ableist comments and say and basically yeah, saying oh you're lucky to have to be in a wheelchair they because they don't realize how much work it takes and how autumn can't do certain things without help and i it makes me mad that someone would be so ignorant or doesn't take the time to appreciate that what they can do easily takes autumn so much more longer to do yeah and like my brother used to dance with me and um he was in dance class with me until he couldn't really do it anymore so he loved it but um I forgot what I was saying sorry you said he loved it but um then he but then he can't and it's and it's hard. Oh yeah, he he loved it, but he, I see like people at dance being like, "Oh, I didn't want to go to dance today. Oh, I didn't want to do that. I wish I could have just stayed home." Oh, my brother misses it all the time, and I I wish like I wish everything that he was still able to dance, but he can't because of his disability. Yeah. Also. So also one time when I, yeah, also one time when I was younger, like this was years and years ago, I was younger, but we, you know, things were still kind of the same. And we went to this like camp for like one week. It wasn't that far. It was just, but it was like a thing, you know, we were away for like a few hours at this place called Messy. It was called Messy Science Camp. And we do stuff like, like, score like kind of soda volcanoes and stuff. And um there so there's this one girl who was kind of, you know autumn was talking to and like they were doing stuff and but autumn like from time to time autumn would help ask me to like help her with something and one time she's like oh can you help me with uh put my down my foot plates and then like i do that and the girl's like oh he's messing with your wheelchair so like she was the other girl was acting like she knew everything about autumn when she didn't and i was basically just like helping out autumn so she didn't yeah actually you're like realize. yo i'm her yeah. brother i know what to do like i yeah. know what to do yeah and like i can imagine like you were saying earlier you were saying a second ago aaron that like you know kids say things like oh you're so lucky and i can imagine being because you're in high school now right or you're going to be in high school soon yeah like, i'm going to high school so just get ready for the kids in high school to say really <laughs> silly things with disability because that. That story you shared about kids saying, oh, you must be so lucky to be in a wheelchair. Kids said that to me all the time when I was in high school. Kids said, oh, it's, you don't have to do anything. It's so nice. Like, you could just sit there and you get to wheel around. And I was like, it's not really that great. Like, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not like a luxury. So just get ready for the kids to say fun things to you later. Um... Was there, this is such a cool conversation. It was so nice to like 
sit down with both of you and have a chat about this stuff. And again, to hear from, from the siblings of disabled teens and to hear how it affects you guys, I think is really important because we don't do that enough. Um, was there anything else about your relationship with your siblings that either of you wanted to share? Um, probably how certain, uh, Lily said, mentioned it earlier, ableism and how certain people are ableist. Um, so as you know, she would, Autumn was in, when on Autumn's um, talk with you, she mentioned how she had that one really not really helpful, um, the parapro. Yeah. Yeah. And she would say, you know, you can do it and st- and not help Autumn and not do the job that she was supposed to do and help Autumn. Well, usually what I hate is the ableism and ignorance with certain people around Autumn. You know, like the staring or not understanding, but not taking the time to understand. Because, I, you know, I'd always hear like my mom doing phone calls and like getting mad because certain people like treat, you know, certain materials that Autumn needs. They just kind of like write it off. Like it's not that important, even though Autumn really like needs that. And um, like Autumn sometimes would come home from like, cause Autumn, since Autumn's a nice person, she never actually confronts someone face to face. And because she, you know, she's nicer than that. But, like, she'll get home and she'll, like, sometimes she might even, like, cry because someone was so rude or misunderstanding and wouldn't, ju- like, wouldn't listen to her because, you know, parapros are supposed to help when that person needs help. And, and, pa- and parapros, like, doing- her her attendant care educational yes. aid, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just so, because- like, yeah, the problem was that she would ask, um, she'd ask for help and she'd the parapro would be like oh you can do it yourself but then when autumn didn't need help the parapro would try and do stuff for her and that wasn't so they, what the parapro's job was yeah they wouldn't they just didn't listen to her and you're sitting there as her brother being like if you just listen to her everything would be fine right yeah i want to piggyback on that because um that also happened to my brother so he also had a really, really bad aide that would do the same things. And it was like, whenever he needed her, she wasn't there. But whenever he was fine, she would budge in and be like, hey, like one time my brother was painting something and his aide was like, oh, no, that's not how you do it. Here, let me fix it. And ruins the entire painting. No, that's yeah. Horrible no (laughs) but when he has a literal seizure and falls out of his wheelchair she was like oh i don't know i was just reading a book he might have had one though oh (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) um and if if anybody's listening who wants to become an ea or a educational assistant or an aide please don't ever say oh he might have had a seizure i don't know (laughs) like that's not that's don't ever do that that's not how you do it um um this was such an important conversation and so fun. Was there any any last thoughts you guys want to share? I love chatting with you. I could sit and talk for another hour, but is there anything else that you want to let us know about your relationship with your siblings or anything about disability or anything like that? Um, uh, 
I started an Etsy because I paint and I started an Etsy to like raise money for I put 20% of all money I make into a Friedrich Sataxia Foundation to raise money to find a cure, which is the disability my brother has. Yeah. And it's been something really cool and like something to do and look forward to. So That's great. yeah, I've been doing that. Tell me what your Etsy is and I'll make sure to put it up there. It's called Lily Illy. So it's my name, L-I-L-L-Y. And then I-L-L-Y. Okay, well, don't be surprised. I mostly put put paintings on there. Here's one of them. So, (laughs) Don't be surprised if... Just show me that again. I I was looking at the wrong. Show me again. Oh, great. That's awesome. Don't be surprised if there you'll have a donation in about five minutes (laughs) after I make one. Um... Um, and I think it's so cool what you're doing that you want to, you know, that you want to use your art to help your brother and to make some activism and to like tell people about it and to make them aware. So everybody, everybody, please go to Lily Lily and make a donation of like $1, $2, $5, whatever you can make a donation, buy a painting, support, please. Um, Aaron, any last Things you want to say about Autumn or your sister uh, or your disability? Well, she just because she has a disability, she's you know a normal human being, and someone's disability sometimes might affect them, but it doesn't affect the fact that they're a normal human being. They have rights too. So next time anyone watching this sees someone who has a disability, don't be an incons- inconsiderate piece of shit and actually you know try and be nice. You know maybe be and maybe like you know ask them or be or maybe you know ask your parents or ask them and then look at or look it up and you know not be a total jerk about it and be like oh who's that or like once like one guy once asked when my sister was younger in a wheelchair one guy went up to ask and said oh do she talk like oh no like like just because she's on wheelchair she wouldn't be able to talk like you don't you don't do that just because you don't and you can't judge someone straight up by their and appearance. Even, and even if she couldn't talk, she's still a person. Like she can still communicate. Even like I have friends with disabilities who can't talk, but they're still human. Like they can yeah. still understand what's happening. So yeah, no. So wait, really, Autumn's Autumn one really that's social. Autumn and Orin are one of the smartest people I've ever known. And they're oh, disabled. Oh. It don't change anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I also think that you uh, that you four should start like a should start like a disability and like non-disabled club or something because I think the relationship you have with each other is important and I think you four could be an example of of how to start because so many people are afraid to to like you've shared some of your stories to sh- and people are afraid to approach disabled people people are afraid to talk to us about anything and so because you're so close with them you can just say look yeah come join us we'll, we'll give you the tools as like young people and I also think it's important because you're so young you're the next generation like you're the next generation of like adults that's going to know how to navigate being around disabled people and it's going to understand accessibility and the fact that both of you at 14 said and understood ableism like 
<laughs> wow. Wow. That makes me, that gives me hope for the future. <laughs> um, but this is so great. And I love chatting with you. Um, so Lily, tell us again where we can get your Etsy and how we can get a hold of you. Lily Illy. And that's my Etsy. And I also have an Instagram called lilyilly.official. And 20% of all my money goes to a Friedrich Cytaxia Foundation to help fund a cure. Amazing. That's, I, you're, I'm going to donate the second that we're done having this call because I'd, <laughs> I'd love to. Um, also, and so Erin, is there any way that we can get a hold of you or talk to you about if anybody wants to like reach out to you about Autumn or about disability, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, well, I don't really have any uh, social media. So I guess the it's closest smart. way to You're get good. a hold of me would be uh, would be Autumn or Lily, I guess. You know, okay. And it's also, not like anybody, I'm ever anywhere. I'm always around. If anybody wants to talk to to Aaron about his experience being Autumn's brother, you can also reach out to us at Disability After Dark, and we'll make sure that um we'll make sure that it gets to him i'll make sure that it gets to him if, you, if anybody has any questions but i love this so much because again you guys are the next generation and hearing from siblings of disabled people is really important and really valuable because what you've shared with us today um you know will show other other siblings how to be and other people how to navigate understanding and learning about disability which i think is so important so thank you both so much you're welcome. It was so great seeing you. Oh, it was You're such a so pleasure. You're so awesome. <laughs> yeah, such thank a pleasure. You. Yeah, thank you too. I was also looking forward to uh, this podcast because, uh, you know, we did have some uh, unfortunate things that we had this would have to be delayed, but I'm glad we could finally uh, do it here today. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy we finally got to do it too. And thank you both for being so flexible. Um, but uh, stick around because I want to talk to you after I press off. But thank you so much for being here and uh, being on this episode of Disability After Dark. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, thank guys. you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Well, that's another beautiful episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. Thank you so much for sticking around and for listening and being there for every episode of the show. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com and you can book me for talks and see more of what I'm doing. You can also follow me on my Instagram and Twitter at andrewgerza underscore. That's where I do a lot of my disability justice and social justice stuff around disability. Have a lot of great conversations around disability and try to make disability accessible to everyone there. So follow me there. If you want to follow the podcast, you can download it on any podcast player, as well as you can go to the, our Twitter, our Disability After Dark Twitter, DisAftDarkPod on Twitter. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to support the show, again, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark to pledge as little as $1 a month or $5 a month. Also, please, wherever you listen to your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It really helps getting, getting the show noticed. 
Also, if you want to be on the show, pop me an email at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Let me know your suggestions for show ideas, things you want to hear on the show, stories about disability that you want a light shot on. Thank you so much for listening. I'm, of course, your delectable host, Andrew Gerza. Let's stay comfy, cozy, and crippled, and we'll be back soon. Thanks, friends. Bye. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2020-2021